0: Welcome back to Real Big Mistakes, where we reevaluate a film's critical consensus on Rotten Tomatoes and determine if the movies are better or worse than their reputation suggests. I'm Jason Konigsberg of PanandSlam.com. And I am Rich Tola. All right, and this week it was my pick, and uh, after picking uh, some very... Uh, violent and controversial films, uh, uh, previously really switching gears here. Um, and we're going with a holiday movie, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger comedy jingle all the way. So this was a critical and commercial deployment disappointment during its initial, uh, theatrical run. Uh, but I feel like it has since, or obviously it has since become a recurring holiday movie staple And uh, this it just celebrated this week its 25th anniversary. So what better time than now to discuss if Jingle All the Way is indeed a fun, family-friendly Christmas classic. Or if the critics were right and this is just another real big mistake. So Rich, do you have any memories of Jingle All the Way? You've seen it before this week, haven't you?
1: Uh yes, I've seen it before. Um, I did not see this in the theater for sure, um, because I remember thinking it looked stupid when I was thirteen. <laughs> um, yeah. and that's that's how old I was when it came out. And I remember a friend seeing it and me saying like, "So who gets the Turbo Man?" Because I figured one of them would. Um, because that's all like. I was just like, sum up the movie for me. Like, who ends up getting it?
0: Um, <laughs> ruin the ending, because yeah, exactly. I don't want to see it. You actually, you do that with me sometimes. When I'll tell you I saw a movie and it's really good, you're like, all right, I'm never going to see it. What ha- You'll just <laughs> have me ruin the ending for you. Yeah. So it's good to know you were the same at 13 as you are now, because that's definitely the way you are. I'll, I'll come, you know, oh, my God, this movie was incredible. Or you'll text me, how was it? Oh, it was great. All right, what happens at the end? I'm like, really? That's what you want to know? You're like, yes. But okay.
1: sometimes that makes me want to watch it more, um, as is, I mean, with this movie, I, I didn't uh, want to see it, and then ended up seeing it, and I knew the ending. Um, so this then I movie remember... isn't really a
0: plot-based movie, let's face no, it. No,
1: no. Um, so then I remember watching it over a friend's house uh, much later. Uh, no, nah, maybe not that much later, but probably in high school or maybe like eighth grade. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe not that much. Maybe like when it came out on video. Okay. Uh, I remember we rented it, um, and um, it, it was it was a girl. It was a, the, my friend was a girl, and and she is one of those people that just like laughs at everything, and it's like a contagious laugh where you know those people like where they you know you just laugh too because of their laugh. Um okay. So I remember just like us watching it, and and maybe it was just the company I was with, but uh, just love it. Yeah, we both laughed so much, and and it thought it was so you know obviously uh corny at times but just funny and and silly and and uh ever since then i've liked it as a as a movie and um you know it's it's like you said kind of like a holiday staple and uh as long as you know what you're getting into and you don't take it too seriously um i think it's enjoyable but uh yeah that's that's my memories of this movie how about you
0: Uh, uh, actually, very similar to yours. I mean, I was a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, and when we do talk about the cast, we could spend a decent amount of time talking about his career, because I feel he was a very, very big movie star, and, you know, during our childhood, throughout the 80s and 90s, Mm -hmm. um, and this certainly wasn't, you know, one of the highlights, I would say, for why we liked him, uh, as, you know... When we were growing up. But uh, yeah, similar. I did not see it in the theater. I didn't really have a burning desire to see it in the theater. Because yeah, I was 13. I guess I was too cool for, you know, a kid's movie. A family-friendly comedy. Even though it had Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, But uh, I I did not see it. Uh, But actually, similar to your um, story that you were telling me. This movie, the ending was ruined. For me because my cousin or my cousins maybe and my aunt saw it and then I remember over Thanksgiving dinner they loved it and my aunt is you know how those people will describe the movie and they'll tell you everything and they'll tell you things you don't want to know. Like Mm -hmm. I also had this happen to me around the same time remember my best friend's wedding with Julia Roberts yeah. Okay, someone literally... I said, oh, how was it? And literally they said, it was good, but I blank. And she just said the ending. And I was like, okay, great. Now I don't have to see that one. (laughs) Um, But I did... Actually, I guess that didn't ruin my enjoyment of that movie. Because I did end up seeing it and enjoying it enough for, you know, what it was. Julia Roberts' uh, romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. And I guess the same goes with this. I did not go out of my way to rent it. But I do remember when it came on HBO... Um, I did watch it on HBO, and I did enjoy it, and I laughed, and it was stupid, and I knew it was stupid, I guess going into it. But um, yeah, but my, my aunt sort of did step by step, and so I knew at the end, oh, he gets the Turbo Man, and he becomes Turbo Man, and he then the son gives it away, and the, I'm like, why are you telling me this? I wanted to say <laughs> that when I was, I was like, really, this is how? Like she was just, just you know, just completely not just ruining the ending, like who gets the Turbo Man, but every step of the way how the turbo man ended up in that uh, boys or man's hands or whatever it was so i remember being really frustrated and angry about that but i guess a year later and once again this isn't a movie i really cared about we're not talking about you know where it's sort of like the ending like the usual suspects or the sixth sense or citizen Kane, where oh my god you know the ending could make or break the film uh, right you know or planet of the apes it wasn't like that it was it's a freaking doll in a kids comedy movie uh that just whatever so very similar uh to you I do remember my aunt ruining it over Thanksgiving of 1996 and me being uh (laughs) frustrated about that but uh yeah and then when I eventually did see it I enjoyed it so uh this movie was a box office disappointment uh were you aware of that
1: um not at the time uh oh, when okay. i was reading about it now i i had heard that um but yeah. i didn't i wasn't keeping track of those things no and,
0: and i guess even though i always loved movies i certainly <clears> wasn't you know keeping track of that either because back then there wasn't an internet i think i would sometimes see in the newspaper yeah. well, if i would read you know certain sections on a monday and see what the number one movie was where they'd list the top 10 um but yeah this was never number one but it came out in 1996, and we talked about 1996. We'll just go over, you know, uh, real quick, because if you want to hear us analyze 1996, I assume that they could you could listen to our po- the beginning of our podcast last week where we talk about Kingpin, another movie that underperformed from 1996 that we both think, you know, deserves better and I think has gone on to, you know, have some sort of cult comedy uh, status. Mm -hmm. Today, but yeah, uh, movies from November 1996. Here are some of the big hits, the number one movies from 1996. Ready? Yep. Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. That was a big hit. Ransom with Mel Gibson. Oh, that was big big. hit. Yeah. Space Jam with Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan. That was big. big hit. Yeah, and and vastly say what you we can make fun of that movie now, but. 25 years later, it looks like Citizen Kane compared to the LeBron James sequel. I don't know if you saw that, but I don't recommend that at all. Oh my god, I wish I had those 90 minutes back. Um, And Star Trek First Contact, which came out the same day as Jingle All the Way, and Star Trek First Contact, this is the movie that beat Jingle All the Way at the box office on its opening weekend. So, and I know you're not a Star Trek fan. I am. I do think Star Trek First Contact is, without a doubt, one of the uh, very best movies of the Star Trek uh, franchise. So, those are some big movies, uh, you know, that 25 years later, I mean, maybe Ransom is the one that we talk about the least, just because, I don't, well, I don't know, I guess Mel Gibson isn't the star that he once was, but that was a big hit at the time um space Jam just had a sequel star trek is star trek and dicaprio is now you know gone on to become you know sort of the robert de niro only crossed with harrison ford being such a huge box office star of his time so uh romeo mm-hmm. and juliet's a very early hit movie for him what were you gonna say
1: i was gonna say ransom isn't talked about much because it's not a it's not, you know a feel-good movie that you want to talk about a lot either um
0: yeah, that's kind of a good point. Subject, but it was a big but... action thriller. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you know, and and it was directed by Ron Howard, who's a very good director. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and he still makes movies uh, today. He made he made Solo, which I think we've mentioned on this podcast yeah. fairly recently. But among many, many, many other uh, big big movies. So,
1: so w- before we get into the movie or even the cast, this movie is obviously a Christmas movie. What are your thoughts, just
0: in general, on Christmas? Well, I enjoy Christmas movies just like every... You know what? Actually, we I watched over uh, Thanksgiving. We just had Thanksgiving the two days ago. Um, while we were, you know, waiting and relaxing, I put on HBO Max and in the background, and some people were paying attention to it, some people were not. I put on The Blues Brothers, because that had music, so that was fun to cook to. And <laughs> I put on... Um, I put on after that Christmas vacation and everyone was sitting there laughing and I know you like Christmas vacation. That's Mm -hmm. one of my favorite movies. Um, yeah, jingle all the way has sort of, you know, over time, over the past 25 years made its way into being one of those perennial Christmas movies that I I'm sure, you know what a lot of, People younger than us, the younger generation, this may be their introduction to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Where we knew him from Terminator, we knew him from uh, True Lies, or we knew him from Predator and these big, tough action movies. Twins. Even, something, twins. even something milder like Twins or Kindergarten Cop, yeah. So this was his fourth comedy at the time. So, And Arnold doing comedy was originally Twins was a big gamble. Uh, and that's a whole different story we could talk about uh, with that, but... Um, yeah, so kids may know Arnold just from Jing- the guy from Jingle All the Way, and then maybe they'll eventually, when they get older, you know, rediscover Predator, or Terminator, or Terminator 2, or those sorts of things. Um, so, kindergarten Cop, wasn't that before this? Kindergarten Cop was before this. Yeah, this was his fourth. He made four comedies before this. The previous three were all directed by the same guy, Ivan Reitman, who did Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, so Ivan Reitman directed, I guess, they're friends, where they really liked working together. Ivan Reitman Mm -hmm. directed him in Twins, which I'll just tell you the story real quick. Twins was a huge gamble, and it was for Arnold, for Danny DeVito, and for the director, Ivan Reitman. The studios, no one wanted to make that movie. Studios said, no one's going to want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger in a comedy. He can't do it. Arnold... Ivan Reitman and Danny DeVito all believed in it, and they said, "We'll make this movie." I learned about this from a Howard Stern interview uh, with mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger. We'll make this movie, no salary, and we'll just get the you know the residuals, the back end, the, what it makes on uh, cable, on video yeah, yeah, yeah. sales, and the box office. So the box office literally was divided up between those three guys. So Arnold and Ivan Reitman, who we just mentioned, directed Ghostbusters, huge, much big, big hit, much bigger hit than Twins, even though Twins was a big hit. The, they all probably make more money off Twins, those three, than any of the other big hit movies <laughs> they starred in, because all the money goes straight to them. So yeah. yeah so uh, he worked uh, with Ivan Reitman on Twins. He did Kindergarten Cop a few years later he did junior which was i didn't like that movie at all where arnold schwarzenegger plays a pregnant right. uh, man and then he did uh, this movie uh, jingle all the way so yeah. and and in the 90s you really see arnold's career take a big change i think after terminator 2 he really tried to want to do more family friendly action movies like last action hero PG-13, it wasn't rated mm-hmm. R like all of his previous films. So he sort of wanted to change his image. I guess maybe he had politics in the back of his mind much earlier on than when he actually ran for governor, and he wanted to be a more family-friendly uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And this, you know, I mean, jingle all the way certainly fits into that mold that he was going for. So,
1: Gotcha. Um, all right,
0: so... <clears throat> Where would this uh, my, rank for you on Christmas movies, though?
1: Um, in Christmas movies, um, not in my top five for sure. But it's an enjoyable one, and I agree with uh, that. Yeah, it's one that I, I try to watch every Christmas, and and if it's even if it's on TV outside of Christmas, and I happen to catch it, you know, it's, I'm not going to turn it off. But same with me. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, but what about Christmas, the holiday, just in general, for you?
0: I enjoy it. I mean, it's uh, it's not my religion, but I've always, there's nothing, it's a putting up a Christmas tree is a beautiful thing. When I was a kid, I remember, you know, I, I'm Jewish, uh, but I do remember my dad putting up a Christmas tree and having a train go around it. So mm-hmm. I'm not against Christmas. I enjoy it. Um, and obviously I know Christmas is, I think you, it's a big deal for you and your family, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's it's always been a big deal. It's it's you know it's my favorite holiday for sure. Um Okay. You know, I get into it. I just actually I put up my Christmas lights on my house uh today actually. Um Did you have any Chevy Chase moments while doing that? <laughs> no, I didn't put anything up high. Uh no, I just stuck nothing, to the no, stuck no, to ice. the low. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no ice flew out of the gutters. <laughs> no, 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 no. So we, fall back neighbors can say, "Well, some of the neighbors can say, why is the carpet wet, Todd? I don't know, Margot.'" <laughs> For those that don't know, we're quoting National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. If you haven't seen that movie, see that movie. It's on HBO Max streaming right now. Fantastic! Oh, nice. Comedy. Yeah,
1: yeah so. I, I haven't watched it yet, but I definitely will. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, that's definitely one I watch every year. Um, but yeah, it's you know it's always been you know it's a it's I'm one of those people that uh, you know as soon as Halloween is over, I'm not into Christmas. I usually, but but I do tend to start prior to Thanksgiving. And I never used to be okay. like that. I that's it's more more recent that I start to mm. like put on Christmas music and uh, we don't decorate p- prior, but um, definitely start to you know dip my toes in. Prior to Thanksgiving these well, days.
0: Nowadays, with the way the world is going, I feel you have to do your shopping before Thanksgiving uh, at this point. So.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, with online shopping, that's been easier. Um, no, I but, agree. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so. something
0: we could get to when we talk about this movie. How I do think, say what you want about the you know the benefits or the drawbacks of Jingle All the Way as a movie, it really represents the '90s very well.
1: mm Hmm. I yeah, mean, because like, it wouldn't yeah, even it, it wouldn't even happen this way. Now this just, movie it,
0: could not be made today. And I don't think it could have been made in the 80s cuz I don't know if Black Friday sales and running out of things. I don't know if that was it sort of was a thing and we'll get to when we talk about the movie a little bit more, but it wasn't like the way it was like in the late 90s where if you weren't there, if the, you know at a certain point and there wasn't online shopping You weren't getting your toy, you weren't getting your present, or whatever it was, so, um, this does capture that, you know, manic frenzy that, you know, a lot of parents and consumers would have, uh, around this season, so...
1: Yeah, if this movie was me today, he would just be sitting on his couch on his uh, iPad the whole time.
0: A lot uh. less interesting, yeah. Him <laughs> watching a man hit refresh versus watching yeah. a man run around the mall of America, the biggest mall in the country, chasing a bouncing ball, a lottery ball, trying to, you know, have a chance to get his son a toy. So, yeah, a lot. it would be a lot less interesting. So, But I think that's a lot of movies yep. nowadays, so. Uh, yeah. The, yep. the way our our culture and our society has come, but this is a good time capsule of what the '90s were like around the holiday season. But uh, all yeah. right. So, do do you have any favorite Christmas movies? What would be in your top five? I'm trying to think. I I can do my top three for sure. I don't know if I could do a top uh, five Christmas
1: Vacation. Top five. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I could do a top five, but top three. Christmas Vacation. Uh. Home Alone. Ooh. That's um, a good one uh uh the santa claus with tim allen
0: okay another good one all right
1: yeah um you put me on the spot here but uh Uh -uh. (laughs) those would definitely be up there um you know the christmas story very traditional happy christmas
0: movies nothing too (laughs) avant-garde
1: Yeah, but not even, like, you know, I wouldn't say, like, the older ones. Like, I'm not really into them. I've seen them. They're fine. But, like, I'm not into, like, White Christmas or uh, It's a Wonderful Life or anything like that. I mean, they're fine, but they're not in my top five.
0: Well, this Um, is where we disagree, and this is where I guess I'm (laughs) the film snob and you're the everyman uh, for this podcast. But absolutely my top three. And also I think this is going to, you know, reveal those that have been listening uh, frequently – and I'm sure Rich and I, if you didn't realize this already, we've certainly realized this now. I tend to skew darker. Um, so mm-hmm. your top three, my top three would absolutely be Christmas Vacation. We agree on that one for sure. Mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life, which we don't agree on, but you at least admit that it's a classic. Um and then my other one would absolutely be Die Hard. In fact, in some ways, I think Die Hard is number one. I actually think that might be a better movie <laughs> than the other two Yeah, uh, in, I, I'm, in a lot of respects.
1: I haven't bought into the whole Die Hard as a Christmas movie. I know it takes hey. place at Christmas, and I know Christmas is a, a theme at times in the movie, but mm-hmm. I'm still I'm on the fence with Die Hard being a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm not going to argue against it. Fair enough, but it's it's a
0: great to... <laughs> movie. Whether it's Christmas, whether it's Hanukkah, whether it's Easter, okay, it's or Thanksgiving, whatever the holiday party was at Nakatomi Plaza, it, to me, it's not the holiday season officially until I see Hans Gruber fall from Nakatomi Plaza. So uh, <laughs> I, I do plan on watching that movie. Within the next week or so. Um, so I definitely, that's that's one. And then I also, you know, some other ones off the top of my head. I love The Long Kiss Goodnight. To me, that's a Christmas movie. Um, I love Lethal Weapon. Uh, the Ref. takes place at Christmas movie. The Ref, I love. Yeah, so Bad Santa. So these are all, but all the ones you mentioned, I think, are very good movies as well. So I'm not just this, you know... <laughs> a fan of dark, violent, uh, you know, yeah, no, no, know visionist Christmas movie. I, I
1: like I like a Christmas story. I don't love it because it was it's just never played. I, agree. Overplayed. I um, agree. I like
0: I've never loved that movie. The way I love It's a Wonderful Life or Christmas Vacation. It usually right. gets, you know, mentioned in the top three, but I I don't think that would be in my certainly not my top five, maybe not even in my top ten, because everything you named beforehand, I think is a better movie than that
1: all right um all right so let's start getting into this one in terms of uh let's well let's talk about the cast we mentioned arnold obviously um he is the star he plays howard howie langston um he's the father in the movie um he you know different from, like you said a comedy role we mostly known for his action roles um, I think Conan the Barbarian was probably his, his first film, right? Besides that was like, his first iron. big <laughs>
0: breakout movie. Yeah, he did a few others beforehand. But Arnold Schwarzenegger as a leading man, as the Arnold we know him today, uh, started with Conan the Barbarian. Uh, have you seen that movie? Do you like that movie? No, I never saw it. Okay, I highly recommend it. The one flaw of it is, and I guess it's a combination of two things. One, Arnold's English wasn't that good in 1982 or 81 mm-hmm. when they filmed it. And two, Dino De Laurentiis agreed that Arnold physically was, you know, perfect to play Conan, the producer. But he did not want Arnold to speak. So Arnold literally, he doesn't speak for the first hour of the movie. He doesn't actually say any dialogue. Yeah. And then he eventually does, and he sounds exactly like Arnold... And Dino De Laurentiis, the producer, kept taking his lines away, Arnold would argue with him that he'd take more lines away, So, it, but it turned out to be a very good movie, so uh, I, I think that was his first you know, leading role where American audiences were like, okay, and then his first big, big role came two years later with The Terminator, James yep. Cameron's uh, mm-hmm. big, first big movie.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, know him from those movies as well. I mean, I didn't, I never saw Conan, but I knew he was in them. Obviously Terminator, Terminator 2, mm-hmm. um, Twins, I remember seeing him in as a, mm-hmm. as, as a kid. Um, yeah, I think that was, I mean, I think those are the movies I, when I think back to my earliest memories of Arnold Schwarzenegger, that those are the movies I think of.
0: I notice you didn't mention Predator. You know how much I love Predator because we did Predator 2 on this podcast, And you hadn't seen it, or you had only seen it once prior to uh, this podcast, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Predator 2.
0: Well, Predator two, you hadn't seen at all. Had you seen Predator? How many times? Had no, you seen I think it
1: I, I think I only saw Predator like twice. So, and then that okay. was later. So I, you know, I don't remember that movie as a, Okay, as a, yeah, for
0: me that would be one that I grew yeah. up with watching Arnold, along with Terminator one and two. True Lies was I could. True Lies, yeah, I I liked, yep. all the time. Uh, Total Recall, I think, is absolutely one of his best movies. Uh, one of the best sci-fi movies of the '80s or '90s. Love Total Recall. And then even some of his lesser movies, like I liked uh, Running Man a lot. Um, I liked Eraser a lot. I loved Kindergarten Cop, uh, of course.
1: Kindergarten and, Cop I
0: liked. Yeah, Kindergarten Cop was a really good one. So, yeah, I mean, he he worked with really good directors. Like, we, we mentioned some, you know, some of those big movies we mentioned. John McTiernan for Predator and Last Action Hero. Ivan Reitman for... Uh, twins kindergarten cop and junior uh james cameron for the terminator one and two and true lies paul verhoven who directed him in total recall these were some of the best directors of their eras in some of their biggest and best movies so mm-hmm. he, he was very fortunate you know to work with such talented directors uh during this time
1: yeah um What's his? How did he do you know like his backstory, how he got into acting? Because I, I, from what I remember hearing about him, he was like in the army in um, I forget where he's from, in but, Austria, uh, Austria, yeah. I know uh, his he,
0: father he, was in the
1: army, he was a tank driver. He actually had, he, I think he actually ha- still has the tank he used to drive. I think he ended up like buying it or something. Mm. Um, okay. but, but I don't know how he got into acting. Do you know anything about that? Or? I
0: don't know about that, but I, I, I mean, I know he was a bodybuilder and he was famous for being a bodybuilder. Uh, oh yeah. He, so
1: I guess he transitioned yeah. from body. Yeah. Building. Yeah. He
0: transitioned from that. He was in a movie when he was like super young. I think it was, it was, I never, I saw a part of it, like the first 15 minutes and it was tough to watch because Arnold was dubbed. And you and I, and anyone who's seen even one Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, you'll never forget that voice. You know what he sounds like. So, seeing this other voice come out of mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger that just sounded like a generic American <laughs> voice, okay, it didn't, it really was, you know, took me out of the movie every time. But it was called Hercules in New York, and that was very cheap early on. Um, and then, yeah, I guess he did Pumping Iron. He did a movie with Kirk Douglas and Ann-Margaret called The Villain. It's like a silly Western. Um, so he didn't really, uh, I don't know. But then somehow, I guess John Milius, who cast him as in Conan, he really wanted him to be Conan. And honestly, mm-hmm. at the t- even back then or even today, I don't know if anyone could have played Conan and looked like that. Um, they keep saying they're going to make a third one, but they've been saying that for, oh, I don't know. 20, 30 plus years, so who knows, if because it was originally supposed to be a trilogy, but then what happened was after Conan the Destroyer, the second one, Arnold just became huge, and he, I don't know why they never went back, but uh, yeah, he's under contract, technically, I believe he's still under, or was, decades ago, under contract to make a third Conan movie. Interesting. So, yeah.
1: Um, all right, so um, starring across from him as Myron Larrabee uh, is Sinbad, um, stand-up comedian. Um, I remember him early on. I remember he was in a movie called Necess- Necessary Roughness, which was like a football version of Major League, or at least was trying to be. You um, never saw that. Um, yeah, it's not very good. He was in some
0: um, Disney movie where he's a bodyguard for a... Uh, yeah, first the, kid. First kid. That, that I, came I never out the saw same that. year as this movie. Okay, so Sinbad, had a, he was in the Coneheads movie. Um,
1: he was in um, A Different World, which was a spinoff of the Cosby show. I
0: remember show. that. Okay, I remember that.
1: Um, I remember his
0: stand-up being very family-friendly. Like He would yeah. have HBO specials and, like you know, I like, did you see... George Carlin, or Andrew Dice Clay, or I don't know Dennis Miller, like popular stand-up comedians in the '90s at the time. Uh, and then you would see Sinbad. and It's like, oh, this is you know he was sort of like the Seinfeld of the early '90s, or I don't know, not not quite as good, but uh, yeah. he was
1: in a movie called Houseguest with also with Phil Hartman. Also do you with remember Phil that?
0: Hartman, yeah. So he was. I do. Um, I never saw the whole thing, but I but I am aware of it. Did you see it? Was it any <laughs> I, good?
1: I did see it, yes. Um, okay. As a kid, I remember thinking it was fun, like funny. But you know, I'm sure it doesn't hold up. But <laughs> yeah, um, then okay. well, that's one pretty much. One other thing, though,
0: what were you gonna say? Go
1: ahead. I was gonna no. say that's pretty much all I have to say about Sinbad in terms of an actor.
0: Yeah, popped up in random movies. Yeah. I remember his HBO specials. I think he had a sitcom also in the 90s. So early the mid 90s, he was very popular. Then somehow it just sort of uh trailed off he was in an hbo movie that i liked i think it was called the cherokee kid it was him okay. ernie hudson i remember, it was a western a comedy western it was pretty good um one other thing that i want to say though about arnold this you know with the family friendly thing this is sort of towards the tail end of his career where he was you know still a big box office draw because this movie underperformed And he had two movies come out in 96. Uh, He had Eraser in the summer of 1996. Mm -hmm. And did you like Eraser? Did you ever see that? I
1: never saw Eraser.
0: I actually really like it. It's not Terminator or Predator or True Lies, but it's a good 90s action movie. And it did respectable business, but it didn't do Arnold Schwarzenegger business, where Terminator 2 and True Lies and Total Recall, they were like the biggest, you know, top three or number one movies of the year or something, this wasn't quite in that category, so people looked at it as a flop, because, well it wasn't Independence Day or Twister, which had bigger special effects that summer Um, Mm. and then he did this, which didn't come out and then he followed this, but he was still able to get his biggest paycheck, his biggest paycheck actually ended up being uh, his next movie, do you remember what he did, he had one movie in 1997 summer of 1997 uh, that came out and that was, to date, his highest paycheck—like over twenty million dollars.
1: Mm, no, I was gonna say Terminator Three, but that must—that was—that
0: was—that was when was, because he needed a hit. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so that yeah, was yeah. why he didn't go back to Terminator until two thousand and summer of two thousand and three, I believe is when okay. Terminator 3 came out. Uh, so we were in college by the time that happened. Nope. This was a big, big bomb that uh, almost single-handedly killed Batman and the con- or it did oh, okay. now I know. and the can. comic book uh, you know movie craze. Uh, mm-hmm. he was Mr. Freeze, woefully miscast as Mr. Freeze. In Batman and Robin. Yeah, so, that was terrible. That was terrible. And he's awful in it. He I was mean, terrible. I, yeah, everything about it is terrible. But it's I, I really go... There's YouTube videos where you just see his clips where it freeze, ice, chill, you know. And he just... Every single line was yeah, some every, sort everything's of a ice pun. pun. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's like he never acted before. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not saying he deserved to win an Oscar for maybe anything. But, you know, he's, he's a good actor a convincing actor in all the roles that he picks you know he's never usually the problem with his movies but Mm -hmm. that was like he never acted before (laughs) that was really weird how bad he was um so yeah it's just this came at that time where he was really trying to change his image and also batman and robin was a big flop eraser underperformed this underperformed so you know he's sort of and then after that he had to take like two or three years off he had the open heart surgery
1: Oh, okay. Uh, so
0: then after that, he didn't make another movie until End of Days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which in 1999, So, and that didn't do so well either. So this was sort of, yeah, looking back now, it's kind of like the beginning of the end of Arnold as a big, you know, marquee uh, name to where you just put his name in front of a movie, and it, you know, sells, and it's going to make $100 million. Mm-hmm. Now it wasn't a guarantee anymore around this point. All
1: right. Um... So Phil Hartman uh, is also in this. He plays Ted. Um, he is um, Ted Ted Mountain, I guess is his name. Um, he's the neighbor who is uh, divorced dad and is kind of like the envy of all the women in the neighborhood. Uh, and he has he has his eyes on um, uh, Arnold's wife, who is uh, played by Rita Wilson. Um, so Phil Hartman, how this is toward. Uh, how how much longer after this was he killed?
0: I think two years later. This was ninety six. Okay. He died in ninety eight, and his last movie was. Did you ever see Small Soldiers? Yeah, that was his last movie. Yeah. So, and I think this was just one of the biggest losses. I mean, you know, Phil Hartman. You a couple years ago there was a twenty twenty special about mm-hmm. Phil Hartman's career. Yeah, I watched that. Yep. You you recommended it to me. Watch it, and it was really good because I actually I remember hearing all the. The myths about his death that he was having an affair and that she killed Mm -hmm. him, and he said, and it was all, yeah, none of that was true. Um, so for me, it was actually good because it, you know, finally shed light on uh Phil Hartman. And I mean, if you're to list the best comedians on to to come from Saturday Night Live, but like actually on Saturday Night Live, in my opinion, Phil Hartman has to be in the top three. What from 86 to 94. He was in practically every sketch. Mm -hmm. he was just huge he was and he was you know a very generous performer because I'm thinking of Chris Farley uh Matt Foley Van Down by the River he's in that you look at so many great sketches I feel like he was so valuable to Saturday Night Live but because of the type of performer that he was or the, the fact he was older you know he wasn't the showier one but he was fantastic on that show and I mean were you a big Phil Hartman fan I'd imagine you were
1: yeah, definitely. Um, he was the voice of Troy McClure on The Simpsons. Ah,
0: I was going to say that. Yes, he was. <laughs> I'm, and you know what? I give The Simpsons credit because he was one of the most popular and beloved recurring characters on that show. Mm-hmm. And after he died, they just said, we can't do it. They retired the character. They didn't give an explanation. They didn't, you know, they're just like, we can't do Troy McClure anymore. Yeah, that's the right and thing so, to do. Yeah, and I, I, this is the right thing to do. But yeah, I remember him being funny in like those MCI commercials. Uh, if you mm-hmm. remember going back to that he was just everywhere and just such a talented actor and I think I, I him and Chris Farley but I think he could have been even more versatile
1: than Chris he, Farley he was um, um, Frank Sinatra right in the Saturday Night Live skit with yes. Sin- Sinbad oh, O'Connor was
0: Sinbad O'Connor what's with the hair <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about my hair when children are starving what what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was that, yeah, that, was, was, that was funny. Yeah, he was a good Sinatra. He was great in in everything. Yeah, no one. I don't think there's anything that you could say. Oh, Phil Hartman was bad in. And I, I don't know what you know. Worst case scenario for him and Chris Farley. If they if their careers amounted to not much because Chris Farley he could headline a movie he was a big big star yeah uh, Phil Hartman was a good you know character actor a good supporting actor like he was in this movie and in Small Soldiers and in you know every other movie that he made Coneheads he was in that too um, worst case scenario I think Farley and Phil Hartman would both be working for Adam Sandler uh, mm-hmm. today just like Rob Schneider and David Spade and Chris Rock worst case scenario but I honestly think they were both really talented and could have done, found you know a niche and made carved out their own careers, but who knows? Yeah. So big, big loss when he died.
1: Um. Yeah, I agree. Um. And he's great in this. Uh, he's he's great. He's a great dad character, which is he played a lot on movies and TV and Saturday Night Live. And even too, Saturday but, Night Live because he was yeah.
0: older than Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, David Spade, and he just had that dad look he did yeah he did he was one of the older cast members to be on that Mm -hmm. show and he was terrific at it he was on it for you know like I said eight years I believe so
1: um Rita Wilson plays the um uh Arnold's wife in this movie uh I don't know her from too many other things I mean obviously she's married to Tom Hanks right right. um but I'm not you know a big fan of her film career or or, I don't really I don't really know much about her film career other than a few minor performances
0: She was in a tom hanks movie it was tom hanks and uh john candy called volunteers and i think that's where they met um, okay in, in like the mid 80s that was a good movie she was in that thing you do also with tom hanks yeah small role um yeah she was in this uh so I, she's a serviceable actress i don't think she's in yeah. you know yeah she's not going to win awards like her husband does but you know, if you need a woman of a certain age, a certain type, certain caliber, she does the job, and she's mm-hmm. just fine in this movie. So,
1: um, Jake Lloyd plays the son. Um, he is most known for playing Anakin Skywalker in... The Phantom Menace, he. Yep. Man, what a tragic story he has. Uh, I, I didn't realize. Did you read it up about him at all and where he's been? I've
0: just read that because Phantom Menace is so reviled, he sort of quit acting and has. Uh, I mean, what. Uh, Enlighten me a little more. I know that that had a negative impact, the fame from playing young Anakin Skywalker. So right what away. I read
1: was yeah. that, you know, not only did he quit acting because of the backlash of his performance in phantom menace Mm -hmm. uh but also was diagnosed with schizophrenia spent time in a psychiatric hospital eventually was in prison um and uh since 2015 he was released from prison and has just been completely like no social media nothing not not any in any kind of spotlight at all
0: Okay, I didn't know it was that severe. Yeah, bad. Wow, so it's a tragic. We hear all about these child actors. Some turn into Elijah Wood, and others. I mean, Jonathan Brandis killed himself. You know, so I'm glad Mm. at least he's still alive. Nick Stahl, who played actually connection here with Arnold. Nick Stahl, very good child actor, I thought. Uh, He uh, he's in rehab, constantly in and out, and he was. uh, Oh God, I'm blanking on the character's name. Uh, John Connor, he's in uh, Terminator Three, and the other John Connor, Edward Furlong, excellent young actor in uh, Terminator Two, and mm-hmm. really good performance in Terminator Two, re- and he was good in American History X. He's had a lot of drug problems. His life is a complete mess. Um, so yeah, all right. I didn't realize Jake Lloyd was that you know tragic. <laughs> that,
1: that's what I've. Re- that's, yeah, that's what I read, which is you know okay. kind of obviously sad. That's a shame because
0: he's such a cute kid here. You know, he's yes. uh, he seems like a he, he fits the the role perfectly, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's nothing. Nothing about Phantom Menace was his fault. So no, I mean he got the role of a lifetime. It ends up being you know uh, destroying his life. That's a shame.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, some other minor roles: Robert Conrad is uh, Officer Hummel. Uh, who has a recurring role throughout the movie um, as a cop that's kind of uh, you know keeps crossing paths with Arnold? Um, Martin Mole is the DJ. Um, I love a good Martin Mole appearance. Um, <laughs> what do
0: you like Martin Mole from? Clue. Yes, he was in Clue. How about Night Court? Did you ever watch Night Court?
1: Yes, I didn't. Uh, he is he was he a regular cast member?
0: He was Bull the uh, bailiff.
1: That is false. You need to look that up again. You sure? No chance he was Bull. Bull really? is like six foot. <laughs> well, well. I don't know who Martin
0: Mull is.
1: Martin Mull is the DJ in this movie.
0: Martin Mull is not the DJ in this movie. Martin Mull is at the very beginning. No, yes, you're right. Okay, who was Bull in. I I don't know who Martin Mull is. You're <laughs> I don't right. Know. Okay, who is Bull on Nightcore? Ha! I'm close. The name is close. Richard Mall M O L L. Okay, I'm. I was way off, close but way off. Okay. Yeah, uh, is, Martin yeah.
1: Mull is the DJ. They break in into a studio at the toward the end of the movie. Yes, um, I don't know who Martin Mull is. Okay. He he okay. plays Colonel Mustard in Clue. The movie.
0: Has he been in anything else that I would know?
1: Um, a lot of small. He used to do commercials for Red Roof Inn. Um, he was in Mrs. Doubtfire for like a scene or two. He was um. The mom's boss who, like, reintroduces her to Pierce Brosnan's character. Okay,
0: that's one scene. Okay, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I look up Martin Mull. There's three pictures of him. The fourth picture is Fred Willard. So, Google isn't doing a good job, yes, with uh, its Martin Mull backgrounds here. And the only things accredited are nothing I've heard of except for Clue. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. He's definitely in Clue. He's definitely, and now I remember Oh, you know what? I
1: think he's in, um, uh, he was in Roseanne. I think he was in Mr. Mom, too.
0: You know, I've never seen Mr. Mom. Oh, you should see that. But I am aware of it, yes. (laughs) And I'm also aware that Mr. Mom kind of could not be made today because it makes... I feel like it might be offensive to women. Uh, I'm sure, yes. that they, they have to be at home, but also offensive to men. Because I do remember one scene where he's doing laundry, and it just looks like he's getting attacked by soap suds, and it's a complete yeah, disaster. Yeah, yeah. And it just, I, I don't know if laundry could be that hard, but... Uh, Maybe, maybe it was back in 1980, whatever, when I was a baby, before we were doing uh, our own laundry. Um, but, uh, yeah, also I noticed a lot of, like, quick, you know, blink and miss. There was one Seinfeld connection. I don't know the name, but did you recognize the Seinfeld connection?
1: There's two Seinfeld connections.
0: Oh, two. Okay, well, d- name them both, and I'll All tell right, you which so,
1: are. All right, so um, one of them is... Um, I don't know the actor's name, but he plays Mickey in Seinfeld, and he plays an elf in this movie.
0: And I don't know the actor's name either, but yes, that is clearly Kramer's friend Mickey. Um, and yes, he's yes. a similar type character. It's something that he could have, may as well have just been Mickey uh, from yeah, Seinfeld. Yeah, that's true. So.
1: Um and then the other is uh, Chris Parnell has a small role in this movie, and he plays an NBC executive in, in one episode of Seinfeld in, like, a three-second clip. But uh, I, I wouldn't expect remember. you to know that.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I know who Chris Parnell is. I loved him on Saturday Night Live. I like mm-hmm. him now um, as Jerry, the voice of Jerry on Rick and Morty. And uh, this was his first movie. I did read that. And if you know who Chris Parnell is, you can't miss him in the scene where he's laughing at Arnold Schwarzenegger when he's asking for a Turbo Man in a very crowded store. Um, But yeah, I did not remember Chris Parnell in a Seinfeld, so I'll have to go back. Was it when they were making the pilot with Bob Balaban and all of that?
1: No, it was after that um, when uh, Banya is going to... Uh, ha- get a pilot made about him and Jerry. Um, tries to sabotage him because uh, he goes on before Banya and bombs on purpose. I remember
0: everything else you're talking about, but I definitely don't remember Chris Parnell. So yeah, he's
1: he's an he's an NBC that. executive in that. In that okay, episode, so. I
0: definitely that so that's got to be season eight or nine. That's near yeah,
1: there, it's right? the one where Kramer shaves with butter. I don't it's toward the end. Oh, the butter shave. That's yeah. a very
0: good episode. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I I definitely You know which one I recently rewatched and I forgot how good it was, The Pothole with the Phil Rizzuto. Holy cow, yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's the same one. Is that the same one with Kristen Davis and dropping the toothbrush? uh yeah it is and, yeah because then the toilet explodes and the yep. pipe explodes yeah and, and it's the same one see, i see that's the problem i don't connect i remember that very that subplot very clearly but i didn't remember the holy cow and the mail that's the one where the mail truck with the paint thinner where uh, newman's driving and it gets on set on fire i remember loving that i never realized they were all the same episode yeah
1: until... kramer adopts a highway and elaine has yep. to lie about her address so the delivery place with uh, the the chinese food will deliver to her house
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I remember all those subplots, but I did not realize they were mm-hmm. all in the same episode until yesterday, or yeah, uh, whenever I, I watched it yesterday, I guess. So yeah, um, that was uh, that was a good one.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so then the only other cast member worth mentioning is Jim Belushi as a small role as a, a, a mall Santa, um, yes. which we'll talk about that as well when we get there. And
0: I, I like that scene. Um, Jim Belushi, I liked uh, Jim Belushi. He was in another Arnold Schwarzenegger action movie uh, from the late 80s, another one that's good but kind of forgotten, and it's not on the same level as the two Terminators or Total Recall or anything, uh, the first two Terminators. Uh, did you ever see Red Heat? No. Good movie. Arnold's funny as a Russian, a Soviet uh, cop who has to, you know... Cross the Iron Curtain and come to America. And Jim Belushi's the like the Chicago cop, and they have to find this dangerous killer uh, together. It's kind of like the buddy. It's the one time Arnold really tried to make a buddy cop movie, and he okay. was teamed up with Jim Belushi. Uh, it's it's fun. It's not a great movie, but it's a good movie. Uh, I also recognize Harvey Corman and Lorraine Newman in the opening Turbo Man action yeah. show. I noticed those two in they there. They were the president
1: and, and the first lady.
0: That's right, that's what their credit is. I'm a big Harvey <laughs> Corman fan because of all the Mel Brooks movies he made. Okay. Um, but uh, and uh, one other person I'd like to give a shout out. The, uh, I always like wrestlers turned actors and this guy's been a very successful wrestler for a long time, but this was early in his career. Uh, Paul White, the big show. He's the big Santa yes. of the su- suspenders who has to fight Arnold in the, the warehouse in the scene with Jim Belushi that yes we'll talk about more later
1: um jim belushi the only thing when i think about him i think of a family guy line and i don't remember the context of it but i just remember stewie saying yeah that's what they said about jim belushi some 25 laugh free years later or something like
0: that i don't remember that <laughs> but that sounds funny <laughs> because jim belushi does do serious movies i mean i guess yeah. he was kind of funny in uh or tried to ridden, be funny but he was obviously yeah, he was not in, as funny yeah. as his brother No, not at all. He was in Gang Related, the last Tupac Shakur movie, actually. And that's actually, I think it's a good movie. It's not a bad movie. Um, But yeah, he pops up. He was in, uh, what's it, The Ghost Rider, a Roman Polanski movie with Pierce Brosnan and uh, Ewan McGregor. Uh, Pretty good movie, though Roman Polanski is, you know, now now been canceled uh even though mm-hmm. he should have been canceled 30 40 yeah. years ago uh now he's officially been canceled so um yeah but that is, he is has a small role in that so yeah he just pops up in random things i never saw canine i'm sure that seems like a movie you would have seen
1: no I, uh you know what i did see canine Okay. I don't remember is... it being. I don't remember much about it, but I. I'm, so I it's no Turner it and Hooch, then is what? No, you're it's a me. ripoff of Turner. And...
0: Okay, it's a rip-off of Turner and Hooch. Okay, so, all right, poor Jim Belushi. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> this is this is j- Jingle All the Way it may be one of the top five Jim Belushi movies. <laughs> yeah, it might be. In fact, it may be one of the top five Sinbad movies.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, again, you're not saying much there. But,
0: Actually, it may yeah. be the, one of the top five movies for everyone involved, except for Arnold. <laughs> Very possible. Yeah. Rita Wilson, uh, Phil Hartman. Yeah, although Phil Hartman, I really liked him in Sergeant Bilko. Did you ever see that movie?
1: Yes, I did. He was, <laughs> okay. was he the he was the bad guy in that. Yes, the, he was. Yeah. He
0: was Bilko's enemy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> really, he had some really funny scenes, and Dan Aykroyd was good in that too.
1: So. Mm-hmm. so, all right. Well, let's let's read the synopsis about this. I don't have anything to say about the director. Do you?
0: Uh, I just looked up his filmography just to see if I knew anything he directed. The, he had a big hit two years prior. Uh, with the Flintstones movie, which I liked, but also I was 11 when I saw it. Yeah, I, silent, I so. think it was fine, eh, for, even at 11. Eh. <laughs> Yeah, and I've I've seen it since then. And I do think it's perfectly cast in the sense of who plays John Goodman as Fred Flintstone. Who else could have played him in 1994? Um, uh, yeah, Rick no, Moranis as Barney Rubble. And now, because I'm such a Twin Peaks fan and David Lynch fan, I like to see Kyle MacLachlan as the villain. Um, and I and Halle Berry, a very young but mm-hmm. and still, of course, beautiful Halle Berry. And with the cleverly named Sharon Stone. Uh, so <laughs> I, I do enjoy it for what it is but it's probably not a good movie and then otherwise he did a bunch of yeah just family friendly i think he did beethoven i think he did a lot of like family movies that i haven't seen or heard of okay he's pretty much a lot of variations of jingle all the way i guess action fun family comedy type movies gotcha so yeah all
1: right um so the movie is about a workaholic howard langston played by Arnold schwarzenegger Wants to make things up to his son, Jamie, played by Jake Lloyd, and wife, Liz, played by Rita Wilson. He promises to get Jamie the hottest toy of the season, Turbo Man, even though it's Christmas Eve and the toy's practically sold out. As Langston hunts down the elusive gift, he runs into Mailman Myron, played by Sinbad, another father on the same quest. With the clock winding down, Langston's moral code is tested as he starts to learn the real meaning of Christmas. Um, the movie was excuse me, received a 17% tomato, uh, score. So it is currently rot- currently rotten and the audience score is 38%, which is, uh, more than double, however, still pretty rotten as well. Wow.
0: I can't believe 17% that low. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, and I did go back and read Roger Ebert's review before this, he gave it two and a half stars, which is a thumbs down. But if you read his review, it seems as fair and impartial, It seems like the way a critic should view this movie, like at the end, he's like, if you want to take your family to see it, go take your family to see it. You'll have fun, but don't expect much is Mm -hmm. sort of like the gist of his review. And I kind of think that hits the nail on the head. Like, you know what you're getting with this and it delivers right down the middle, right? You know (laughs) what you expect. Um, so yeah, I'm surprised that a 17%, that's one of the lowest movies I think we've ever done on this show.
1: Um, yeah, probably around there, um, yeah, so, yeah, it's pretty low, um, so the movie w- starts off with, um, uh, with a Turbo Man the show, it's basically like you're watching the uh, clip from the show, um, which is basically like a rip-off of, uh, Power Rangers, right? Uh, at least mm-hmm. that's what, that's the kind of sense I got from watching yeah, it. Yeah, um, that was what
0: I wrote down, yeah this, yeah, this Turbo Man action figure, and if you guys weren't alive or don't remember 1996 power rangers were super 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 popular in 1996 Mm -hmm. i guess sort of ninja turtles were on the decline and uh it was just power rangers everything
1: right so it feels like a power ranger show um turbo man and a sidekick booster which i love love the running joke that everyone hates booster and that booster (laughs) sucks
0: that's um, the best moment that Sinbad had is, is, is at the parade near the end. Shut up, Booster. Nobody likes you. Nobody <laughs> likes you. <laughs> and knocked him off the... Uh, the uh... The parade float. Oh, we didn't mention that actor who plays uh, Booster Curtis
1: Armstrong. Yeah, from uh, Better. I know from Better Off Dead, uh, Risky Business, and uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds
0: is what comes to mind for me first when I see him. But yeah, all, all, all very good, iconic. Uh,
1: I forgot movies. that he was in this very small role, but um, it is.
0: It's one scene basically. But then I think you hear his voice under the booster. You do, uh, yeah. Outfit for once again, he's definitely not in this movie for more than ten minutes. And
1: so. and the best part of the scene you just mentioned, where Sinbad says no one likes you and punches him or knocks him off the float, is that after he gets knocked off the float, all the kids that are around him start beating him up too,
0: because yes. no one likes him. That's a nice, that's a good insult injury. See, this movie has a lot. look, we're not even, we're, we're, we're you know, we've got an hour and 20 minutes before we get to that part. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of moments I think like that, where it's, it's clever comedy that, you know, it, it definitely deserves better than 17%. I could understand not liking this movie or not respecting this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't respect it, but it's 17%. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's keep lot, going yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. That's all right.
1: right. Uh, so then, you know, it turns out it's just you know a TV show that Jamie, um, Jake Lloyd's character is watching. Um, he's talking, you know, he's getting ready for his karate event. He's getting his purple belt presented to him. Um, Dad misses everything. Uh, it's clear from the start that he's a workaholic and not a yeah. very present father you're my number um, one customer yeah you're my number one customer he says that to was something
0: else my aunt ruined in the description uh, over Thanksgiving dinner saying yes he keeps saying over the phone you're my number one customer and then even when his wife calls he tells her you're my number one customer I <laughs> oh, Exactly. so you could just imagine me rolling my eyes 13 year old me being like oh my god that's <laughs> so random some...
1: that she would even mention that part she <laughs>
0: <laughs> it that. Uh, and I tell you she ruined the movie she ruined the movie but apparently she didn't because a year later when I saw it on HBO I still enjoyed it but mm-hmm. yeah so but, but I do that scene sticks out in my head because one he says it like what 15 times in yeah five seconds and yeah. uh you know and he also um you know I I heard it before I even saw it so I right away I'm like oh god here it is she was yeah yeah right. So. so he's, uh, it's
1: it's the Christmas party at his work. He's, you know, working late. He's He knows he has to leave. He's trying to get to his son's, the karate thing. Um, he's driving. He hits traffic. He thinks, like, he has a great idea to drive in the shoulder, which, you know, obviously for, first of all, he, he acts like he's the first person to ever think of that when he does it. Like, <laughs> that is true. Yeah. I could drive in the shoulder. Or meanwhile, it's probably, like, one of the most dangerous things you could do. Um, yeah. And he also then passes a cop. And the cop pulls him over, gives him a ticket. Um, and this is a cop that we will see throughout the movie. He gets apparently to the- there's only
0: one cop in Minneapolis, Minnesota.
1: Right, yes, in a big city there's only one cop. And he's on a motorcycle in in, in winter in Minneapolis, uh, which I'm <laughs> that, sure... That
0: also, that does not make sense. Sure, but- is pretty cruel to that guy, but... <laughs> yeah, and he's an older looking guy. That's yes. Robert Conrad, I believe. So yes. yeah, he's... He's not a young, uh, spry, uh, you know, kid. He's an older police officer. So. Yep.
1: Meanwhile, at the karate uh, show, Phil Hartman is being established as, like, the, uh, you know, the envy of the neighborhood with the, with the wives, um, you know, asking him to come over and fix things, um, clear sexual innuendos um, in, in terms of, He's got you the know, camcorder, he's yeah, videotaping. He's, he's, he's videotaping just, like, the it.
0: perfect dad that you could ask for so he's a single mom's he's the single mom's uh uh you know ideal husband or even Uh, a married
1: woman's ideal husband
0: Well, yeah, but of course, he doesn't want any of these other women. He only wants Rita Wilson, and she does not take, you know, part in any of his advances. And they established that early on, that even though she may have problems with her husband and his workaholic, you know, schedule and attitude, she is not interested in Phil Hartman at all. No. Um, What did you think of the dynamics about this family or this, I mean... I don't know, what did you think about, because he's working, he's making all the money, like, and then, you know, he's getting all the crap, you know, for not being there, because he's working and making all the money. Uh, did that sit well with you, or it seems like this was a recurring thing back in, you know, certain movies like this?
1: Uh, it's a recurring thing. Um, first of all, we don't know that he's making all the money. We don't know what the mother does, if she has a job. Um, well, we she's know he's... not working
0: on, thanks, you he's... She's doing mother things. She's a soccer mom. Yes, that's the picture that's painted. Yeah. Yes. She may work, but he's he working. Appears to, he appears to be the breadwinner. Yeah, um, and he's working very long, very hard hours. Um, and also, I mean, I guess this is what life was like back then, you know, before Cyber Monday and you had to go there and get the store. What did you think of the kid and how he talked to his father and all of that? Um, I think he's upset
1: that uh, at times he's he's disrespectful and rude Um, and just downright
0: uh, spoiled because he wants his power. He wants his turbo man. I almost said Power Ranger, you know, and I just I know from talking to someone else who saw this, who I guess didn't grow up with the privilege that we had. (laughs) You know, this was just Mm -hmm. for, you know, (laughs) I guess what we would call first world problems or white people problems, okay? She's like, here's the dad, he's working his butt off, he's making... Oh no, he's a horrible dad because he didn't go to his karate tournament and he didn't buy him the toy that he wants. Like, it's very first world or first-class, you know, upper-class problems that this family is going through. So I guess if you come from a different socioeconomic background, this movie, maybe that would be why it's worth 17%. Maybe it's hard to relate to, but... uh, Yeah, I I mean... There's something to think about there, yeah. Because Christmas should be more than presents, but, you know... What this movie was originally written, it was based on the Cabbage Patch kid craze in the late Mm. 80s when they couldn't, they were running out of them. But also in the fall of 1996 when this came out. Do you remember Tickle Me Elmo?
1: Yeah, I do. I I didn't, in my head, I thought Tickle Me Elmo was before this, but I didn't realize. When I was reading it, I was like, oh wow, this is all at the same time as Tickle Me Elmo. At the same time. So it was very timely, yes, that,
0: you know, parents. We're waiting in line at Toys R Us for shipments of Tickle Me Elmo, hoping to get them and many walking away disappointed. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, then the following year, I think it was Furbies and then Tamagotchi's, or, you know, those were all nine, what, Toys that I remember, none of which I was super interested in, but toys that I remember. Beanie Babies, certain Beanie Babies, like, and now those Beanie Babies are, some of them are worth a lot of money by today's, uh, if you have them today. yeah. So, yeah, these were things that, this was what life was like in the 90s. So, once again, you know, you would always like to get, you know, find the deeper themes and meanings and, you know, uh, uh, social commentary of movies. This is a stupid on the surface movie, but it is a time capsule or social commentary of what life was like for parents. You know, like I said, upper middle class parents. Trying to give their kid a Merry Christmas, because if their kid doesn't have that cool toy, then he's going to be a loser, okay, in his mind. Or, and yeah, dad's and that's... Gonna be a, dad's going to be a failure, okay.
1: <laughs> right, and that's part of the, you know, obviously the central theme of the movie. But, um, yeah, Tickle Me Elmo was the, probably the biggest. I mean, you mentioned some other ones. They were big, but not like Tickle Me Elmo. And the only other one prior to Tickle Me Elmo that caused that much of a, a stir was the Cabbage Patch Kids. I mean, that, and that was... The worst, I think, because, I mean, at the time, I mean, people were getting trampled and and killed. Do you
0: remember the craze for the Cabbage Patch Kids? Because we were... No. I don't remember that per se. No,
1: I don't remember it. I just know... I just read about it and had heard about it. Yeah, same with me. Same with Um, me. And I don't think
0: I cared about Cabbage Patch Kids. I cared about Ghostbusters and He-Man and uh, Ninja Turtles. I don't think I really cared as... I don't think I had Cabbage Patch Kids growing up.
1: No, I think it was before... We were too young. I think it was right around the time we were born that that happened. Oh, anyway. okay. okay. It was very early eighties. Um, okay. And by the time we were older, I mean, Cabbage Patch Kids were everywhere. It wasn't like a big deal that like getting them right. wasn't an issue. Um, right, right, right. But yeah. So, um, yeah. In terms of the dad, work, you know, obviously it's a catch twenty two. You know, he is he's working for the family, but he also then you know the sacrifices that he can't be at all the family functions at times. Um, you know, if you want a job that where you make a lot of money, chances are you mm-hmm. have to sacrifice your time. Um, yeah. so, you know, that's just, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see that, I mean, the kid doesn't know any better. So as a kid, you know, when my, you know, if my son was upset that I was going to work, I, I can't blame him. He doesn't know any better. You know, he just, he wants to be around and wants me to be around, you know? So I don't blame the kid, um, as much, I mean, you know, and Christmas He just Eve, came across
0: as spoiled and like pretty much I, I did feel bad for the father that, you know, once again, it depends what perspective you bring to it, you know. So, yeah, um,
1: I, I didn't feel really bad for the father. I feel yeah. like, um, you know, I especially didn't feel bad for the father because it's revealed that the mother told him that to pick up this toy weeks ago and he didn't. So, um, it's really his own fault that he's put in this situation. It's not the kid's fault. I mean, the kid. Yeah, is- and then I guess he
0: lies about it, and then yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Like like he, a typical male will do. Okay, yeah, he takes himself, himself in a deeper hole than he is. Okay, so yeah, I just think it's very first world problems, and but it does capture. I like I keep saying American consumerism. In a time that now feels like ancient history, because and even I don't even think kids of this boy's age will even get the same kind of presents. I mean, I'm sure kids still have toys and stuffed animals and action figures. It's that different, though. Go away, but it's different. I feel there's more electronics now. I remember, yeah. you know, Christmas seeing the piles and mountains of presents. And now I bet you, you know, they, every single video game we would buy, like, video game discs or cartridges mm-hmm. and put them into the machine. Now it's just, you know, it's probably you could just download it and you pay, you just pay on your, your, on your a gift credit card, card or, something, yeah. or on, on your account and that's it. And you download it and, oh, boom, now you're playing the new Grand Theft Auto. I don't know, whatever the new, or the new Super Mario, whatever the new video game is. Uh, so, yeah, I don't even think kids get presents the same way they... We received presents as children in the eighties and nineties. So,
1: yep, no, it's it's different. And yeah. there's really, I don't think there's that many action figures other than I, uh, you know, for younger kids. Um, mm. You know, I I went to go to toy stores now, looking you know, for Christmas and for my sons, um, and you don't see that many action figures. You know, like there's like Paw Patrol and stuff like that, but that's like age three to four or five. Um, you know, you don't see Star Wars action figures no much Star anymore. No Star Wars action figures. Or like, I mean, few, When I was a kid, I had but, Ninja Turtles. I uh, yeah. didn't have
0: Power Rangers. I had wrestling figures. We talked about how we both had all the Ghostbusters figures as kids, so... Um, I feel
1: like you just don't see as much of that stuff anymore. Yeah, okay, because there's
0: probably... It's all online. So you you put a uh, phone yeah. or an iPad in front of your kids, and they... That's, you know... They're taken care of for the next two to three hours, I'm sure, until they get hungry or have to go to the bathroom or need your help for something. Like, you know, that's Mm -hmm. kind of... The way toys, uh, or the way, you know, our minds have become programmed now. Yeah, when I was a kid, the toy store you know, getting an action figure, getting a new wrestling figure, a new Ninja Turtle toy, that was, like, the greatest thing in the world. You yeah. know? And then as I got older, getting a new video game for my Super Nintendo. Oh, my God, that was an amazing, you know, feeling. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's just different now with streaming mm-hmm. and with uh, electronics. So kids probably open up less presents they may get more presents, or they may get the presents may be more expensive. More, big, yeah, bigger tangible,
1: presents. Yeah, the
0: actual tangible opening of you know all the gifts, they probably get less than we got. You know, but, mm-hmm. yeah, or to a certain to a certain extent. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, okay. It captures a different time. So once again, yeah, give credit where credit is due. Um, there the- aren't even
1: toy stores anymore. Yeah, Toys R Us is... Toys R, R Us anymore. is gone,
0: so yeah, where do, so Target, Walmart, I mean, where else do you go to get toys?
1: Yeah, Target has a, a good toy section, obviously Amazon, but, you know, there's no real okay, store. Okay, yeah, but, but, I, but, if, but an actual
0: retail store, you yeah. have to go to one of those types Target, of big, Walmart, you know... Target, Walmart, um... Walmart, you know, department stores, I guess, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. This is just a toy store, yeah, like Toys R Us, that was the biggest one, but the mom-and-pop toy stores, you know, they're... Yeah yeah few and far between
1: yep um did you notice on uh, jamie's bedroom wall he had a big captain america
0: draw like uh like artwork i did notice there was a lot of marvel i saw captain yeah. america captain america Hulk, was so. very
1: prominent which is surprising given that this is before of the avengers yeah uh, where this he was really wasn't when, yeah he yeah. wasn't really a. a that, I don't think he was that popular of a comic book character no, at that time. No,
0: I feel like Batman and Superman... Batman right. was yeah, very exactly. popular because Bat- we just mentioned a year later, th- uh, this movie came out sandwiched between Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. So mm-hmm. Batman was super popular throughout the 90s, starting you know with Tim Burton's 1989 Batman. Superman, I think everyone knew who Superman was, and Spider-Man I was aware of. Spider. And you know what? When I was in the 90s, I liked the X-Men cartoon on Fox, kids. So, um, I would watch that on Saturday mornings. So, I mean, I guess I was aware of them, but they weren't what they are today, okay, where they're literally as popular, if not more popular, than, you know, Batman was in the 90s, or Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the 90s, so he was Mm -hmm. the superhero we had growing up. Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Van Damme, they were kind of like real-life superheroes, and then special effects, uh, CGI, computer effects came and, you know, sort of made them irrelevant, because now Captain America and Superman can do things that no human could do. Right, (laughs)
1: Um so yeah, so uh now Arnold has to go out and find the the uh they call it a doll uh multiple times in this movie, which um I don't know, what are your thoughts on a doll versus action figure? Eventually somebody corrects him and says action figure,
0: but I was going to say if I was a kid I would call it an action figure yeah. but it's a, I mean its a, you could just call it a toy you could right, call a it, toy, it it's, yeah. it's a doll it's a toy I feel like those words are all interchangeable if you want to get specific I mean is Barbie an action figure I don't know if she's a figure no she's, she's a, doll. a doll oh okay <laughs> I so it. I guess I guess it's a little demeaning to the male masculine toys are. I guess just yeah dolls. doll They're implies action something figures. a girl yeah. plays with I doll implies has a feminine uh, quality to it alright yeah <laughs>
1: Okay. Um, yeah, so he has to find this, you know, the turbo main. He doesn't realize how hard it's going to be um, until, um, you yeah, know, the wife tips him off that he was supposed to get it weeks ago. So he has to head out in the morning and get it. Um, I one thing that caught my eye the next, you know, the morning, Christmas Eve morning, when he goes out to get the doll, uh, the son is wearing uh, eating Turbo Man cereal and wearing Turbo Man PJs, and that brought back a lot of memories for me. Actually, I, the Turbo Man cereal looked pretty good. I actually wanted it. I, but, it uh, looked like
0: Cookie Crisp a little did, bit, yeah. didn't it? I did notice that, and I knew you'd make a comment about the cereal because Rich, as Rich has said, if we did a podcast about cereal, he would be the expert. I'd be the novice. <laughs> Uh,
1: yeah, so, but uh, that, that brought back memories for me of, you know, a lot of Kids cereals that I've had. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember liking to the, the Adams, movie or TV yeah, show that I the, the
0: Adams Family cereal. I remember liking that one. Yeah,
1: I remember Marsh there being that. a Ghostbusters cereal when I was younger, and I know they. I remember that too. Yeah.
0: Yes, I remember. I think that probably came out for Ghostbusters too. There was, was a case, Batman cereal. There was a Batman cereal.
1: Um, I remember that. Yeah, Mario. They had Mario, I cereal Mario. at times. Um, yeah, a lot of different.
0: Did, well, what? What? Uh, what? pjs did you have children's pjs i'm trying to remember ones that i had. I,
1: I don't remember but i re- just it just brought back that feeling of okay. like i remember those things i don't remember okay. off the top of my head what what pajamas i had but okay i'm okay. sure i had something
0: <laughs> i'm pretty sure i had masters of the universe he-man ones I okay think i've seen pictures of that but uh, i actually think i might have had believe it or not spider-man ones so, yeah, yeah that think, that yeah. makes sense Yeah, because that's kind of like a, yeah, you know, so you get to run around and think you're Spider-Man before you go to bed. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so, all right.
1: Uh, So you find out here that Turbo Man's going to be at the parade later. There's a big parade. Jamie wants his dad to make sure he's there for that. Uh, Turbo Man's going to be there. Um, Ted uh, has a reindeer. Ted is the neighbor. He has a reindeer who is, you know, and then he's running around with this reindeer, and he's... Um, mentions that he has a turbo man nestled safely under his tree which is foreshadowing for, for later in the movie um, now he's at then Arnold goes to a toy store he is uh, waiting outside with a large group of people and that's when he meets Sinbad uh, he is a postal man of some sort. He doesn't have a U.S. Postal Service outfit
0: on. Yeah, it's something that. else. I, th- I bet you it was a rights issue. They. I'm sure watched. it was. Just think yes. about they don't want because they're you know going postal. The post office has a reputation of the employees going insane and doing bad things. And this movie does, you know, have some dark or could have been dark moments, but instead it deals with it. This is like a real life human cartoon is what this movie feels right. like like a looney tunes exactly. cartoon or tied in with a superhero power ranger you know ninja turtles thing come to life Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I guess that's probably a factor, and he has some dark, what could have been dark, violent moments.
1: Uh, yeah, he, because he, the way
0: it's shot, it's just taken for you know never should be taken seriously. It's just comedic,
1: right? He um he he has a he has a funny speech outside about how uh Christmas is you know first of all he mentioned some some kind of big big toy cartels and yeah. um you know just about how. Um, toy, how the toys are are crappy, but they you know you have to go out and get them, and it's basically trashing the whole idea of like the commercialism aspect of Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then the door is open in the toy store. There's a trampling, but obviously you know it's nothing serious. Um, but that that's what made me think of the Cabbage Patch Kids uh, from mm. the stories I heard. Uh, this is where Chris Parnell works. Um, Arnold says he is looking for a Turbo Man, and then Chris Parnell and another uh, store store employee laugh at his fit laugh in his face.
0: I've seen um, the other employee before. I don't know his name, but he definitely. Yeah, they, both he's of them things. are excellent in this mm-hmm. small role, where the the obnoxious you know laughs that they give. And then they get everyone else to laugh at them, it's really good. And then Arnold does deliver his Arnold, you know. Wh- he he took this movie for like those zoom cameras where it zooms in on his face looking surprised. I think those were Arnold. Yeah. He took this movie for certain moments. And he gets one of his big Arnold moments here when he grabs them by their shirt. Where's your Christmas spirit? Or whatever yep. he says. Yep, okay. That's exactly and then what they smile. That's better. <laughs> and then they said, what do they say next?
1: Yeah. go. Uh, I don't remember what they say. next. Uh, somebody has, there's one on layaway or something. Right. They, they lead to him get, to but... where he's
0: going to find the next turbo man. Yeah.
1: Um, so he's, you know, um, that, that's, this is where the, the whole idea of booster being terrible starts too, because they, they, they laugh as they say that they have plenty of uh, his faithful sidekick booster action figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, um, they basically, uh, him and Sinbad start off as friends, but then once they realize that there's one turbo man left, they, you know, Sinbad quickly turns against, or they turn against each other, I guess, um, kind of like, you know, hitting each other, pushing, um, you know, using a remote control car to make the other one fall and stuff like that. Um, then there's kind of like a montage of him going, of Arnold going to a bunch of different stores, but not, you know not getting any luck
0: and they're playing a version of jingle bells yeah
1: yeah yep um there's a payphone and a phone book in the montage which again is dating this movie Mm -hmm. um i I noticed that Um, you have to
0: mention when he calls home i don't know if i'm skipping ahead here but is the when he because there's a a very funny scene in this movie that involves a payphone when he calls home yeah, so Bill Hartman answers he's
1: yeah I'm getting to that now the only okay. other thing okay, in the right. the only other thing in the montage is there's uh, it shows him driving by a movie marquee, and there's Turbo Man, the motion picture. The only time I've ever seen the motion picture after after a movie is Star Trek.
0: <laughs> yep, Star Trek the motion picture, the first Star Trek movie, Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. which I like, but a lot of people don't like. It's no Star Trek first contact, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, did you? And I think there's also another funny Arnold moment where uh, he punches a stand uh, cardboard cutout.
1: Oh yeah, and it comes back and hits um, Turbo him Turbo Man. It comes
0: back and hits him in the back of the head. Yeah, and uh, he gets a little, you know goes off on that. Uh, uh-huh. So yeah, that's that's a good moment.
1: Yep. Um, so uh, yeah, then there, then he calls his house and Ted answers the phone because he's uh, helping make cookies. Is that the scene you're talking about when he's yes, like it is. moaning about <laughs> the cookies?
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, your wife's cookies are so good, but it's not. It's not Phil Hart. I, I, I love Phil Hartman, but this is this is one of the the classic Arnold Schwarzenegger moments. Okay, uh-huh. would you remember what he says?
1: Put that cookie down.
0: Put the cookie down yeah. <laughs> now. <laughs> There's great YouTube mixes and remixes of it where they do it like a, a dance remix. Put the cookie, put the put the cookie down now. <laughs> over and over on a loop. It's it's pretty funny. So yeah. I don't know. but his delivery of that line is it's it's a, a, yeah. A classic. That whole that whole scene yeah. is funny. This may not be a classic Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, but that is a classic Arnold Schwarzenegger line.
1: There's a few a few classic lines. Uh, we'll get to another one later that, okay. that I always remember. Okay. Uh, it's not an Arnold line, but it's about him. But um, yeah. Okay. So um he ends up uh knocking over um oh, so then they find out that there's a, a shipment of Turbomans at uh the mall um so he has to go to mall of america which you had mentioned earlier which is uh i've never been there have you ever been there or no
0: I have not. I've heard it's amazing, but it's, yeah, it's like it a is. mall with like Disney World and I've never been to Minnesota. So yeah. me neither. Yeah, so I mean, if I do go, I don't know if that would be on my priorities list, but, uh, whatever. I don't know. Um,
1: yeah. So, um, there is a tournament lottery there. So he, uh, he's, he's racing over there. On the way there, he knocks over the cop's motorcycle, same cop as earlier in the film that gave him the speeding ticket. Um, So he gets in trouble again, I guess, by that cop. Uh, He does make it to the mall before the lottery balls are given out. Sinbad is also there. Um that's when they uh, the, they throw the balls up in the air and they're bouncy yeah. balls and everyone's fighting over them and the, the most wonderful time of the year song is playing yeah. uh, as everyone's fighting over the balls. and Sarcastic uh, and obvious, yes.
0: but it's still a good scene. <laughs> it's yeah, still, I, I, I think it's a good scene. yeah um, One thing that, that, that struck me about this movie, and I guess I'm getting older, and I guess this is the Home Alone effect, kids' movies in the 90s were a lot more violent. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that before. Do you remember? I was rewatching a few uh, months ago. Or uh, do you remember the movie Baby's Day Out? Yeah, fun kids movie. I liked it as a kid. Man, that's the. Uh, I guess Home Alone could also fall into this category. Or Three Ninjas. Like they don't make kids movies like they used to because I guess we as a society, you know, it's some violent stuff in here. Like Home Alone, those Harry and Marv would be dead. Okay, within oh, yeah, the first. Clearly. Five minutes of them trying to get into the house. Uh, This Arnold would have been dead. Some kids would have been dead. Sinbad would definitely have died by the climax for sure. So there's just a lot of weird, strange violence. And uh, Are you going to get to the scene where he's following the bouncy ball?
1: Yeah, I'm about to talk about that now, but there would also be, like, 10 or 11 cops dead, too, um, which we'll talk about later. But Yes, oh my
0: god, yeah, this, 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 a lot of strange, oh, well, when we get to, when they get to the radio station with Martin Maul, right. yeah, that, that is, oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> so, that's, um, that's quite yeah, a so dark, a dark moment. He
1: follows a bouncy ball down, uh, falls on a little girl's lap, which, I'll be honest, I thought that was a boy. Um, <laughs> it falls on a little girl's lap, she then... Uh, He tries to get it back from her. She puts it in her mouth. He tries to get it from her and then all the moms attack him and call him a pervert. Well, he goes
0: through one of those jungle gym, yeah, like those, like, whole you know, big, yeah, Discovery yeah, Zone-type places, whatever you call it, whatever they yeah. used to be called, and he ends up in a ball pit, uh, so he's surrounded by all these other balls, and, yeah, then the moms are all hitting him with the purse. I'm not a pervert, I'm just trying to get a turbo man, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah.
1: that. <laughs> uh, and overhearing that is the mall Santa, who is Jim Belushi, who tells him he, can, he knows where he can get one, I'm um, not going to sit on your lap. <laughs> yeah. or whatever he
0: says. Yep he
1: uh, he he has the the uh, the elf holds up a picture of him holding today's newspaper to prove that the picture was taken that day. I thought that was funny.
0: In a Polaroid, In by a the Polaroid, way. Yeah. So so another you know time capsule. 1996 Polaroids were still you know. A well, thing. It, it
1: had to be a Polaroid because there's no other way you could get a picture same day like that.
0: Uh, maybe one hour photo yeah maybe Uh, Um, but yeah still for the most part yeah that you don't see well actually polaroids are still around but they've become like a hipster yeah no it's not the same Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not the same
1: no um so they uh they go to this this you know santa's workshop um which is basically like uh an underground uh uh toy market for that the santas you know sell things and it's a giant warehouse, giant warehouse it's, yeah.
0: you know in, in in a r-rated movie this would be drug dealers and you'd be seeing like the vials and, and bags that's, of cocaine and that's what this is kind of spoofing. i would right? say
1: that's the spoof is that instead of a drug dealers and cocaine or I mean, they're dealing with like christmas toys and um, they're all dressed
0: up as santa
1: <laughs> yes everyone's a santa or an elf um he, uh, they they do give him the Turbo Man. He opens it up and it's the uh bilingual version. Um, <laughs> he says that it's like it's he's fun and Spanish educational. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that's a good line. Yeah.
1: Um, and then he and then the the head and the arm fall off. Um, so some uh, assembly, required. Some assembly yeah, required. Jim Belushi yeah.
0: does a good job in this. I gotta give Jim Belushi credit here. Small role, but I, yeah, no, I know. I liked him. Yeah.
1: Um, and then he starts um uh calling them sleazy con men. Uh, which offends them. They start attacking him. There is a, uh, there's a ninja Santa with candy cane nunchucks. Um, there's the giant wrestler who has a great line, I'm going to deck your
0: halls, bub. Paul White actually, the the Big Show, he would become the Big Show at the time. He was a big wrestler in WCW, just known as the Giant, or he was supposed to be Andre the Giant's son. Actually, Um, but he he's still around. Big Show, he's still. I don't know if he's. I you know, I don't watch wrestling like I used to, but I feel like I've seen him within the past five or six. He was in the movie um, Fighting with My Family. Uh, from a couple years ago so he was at least still wrestling at that point um a couple years ago but uh, he was also in another movie that i really like that we could end up doing on this podcast because i'd be willing to bet you a decent amount of money that it's considered rotten uh adam sandler movie the water boy do you remember what he was in that uh was he the uh captain insano you got it! He was Captain Insano, <laughs> who the water boy calls up and offers... Yeah. Adam Sandler's character offers to be his water boy. And he goes, what are you, 10? 11? <laughs> he says, I'm 33 years old, or whatever yeah. he says. Something like that, and they just laugh. And it's it, he's good in that, too. So back-to-back, to back, he was in a couple of small role, but memorable role in both of these uh, silly mm-hmm. uh, comedy movies. So
1: Yeah, uh, so the... Um... The police end up coming in and raiding it. Uh, They call the police the Grinch. Everyone runs out. Um, Arnold poses as a cop. Yeah, poses as a cop, uses a fake badge. It's silly. So many laws broken in this movie. Oh, yeah, I (laughs) know. It's just really, yeah. Yeah. Um, His car breaks down. He has to push it over the bridge. Um, That had to suck. Um, Then uh, it's revealed that. uh, it cuts back to the house with with the son and and uh, Ted's son playing, and it's revealed that Ted didn't always used to be a, such a good dad until his parents got divorced, um, which probably makes sense. Um, yeah. He runs into Arnold runs into Marlon at the diner. Um, he talks about that you know if you don't get what you want for Christmas, you uh, you know your life is basically ruined. He didn't get what he wanted, some kind of Johnny Oom. Gun or something, but his neighbor did, and he went on to be a, a CEO of some company. Um, and then Arnold sees Jake, uh, his son's face, uh, pretend you know, wearing the mailman outfit and uh, drinking the liquor just like uh, Marlon yeah. is. Um, so uh, which is ironic because you know, that's paints a pretty good picture of where Jake Lloyd's at today, I guess. Um, yeah. oh, that's sad.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: um. But yeah, so it, it uh, you know, basically saying, you know, if you if you don't get your kid, you know, Christmas is just another opportunity for dads or for parents to, um, fail their their kids is is Marlon's view on things, and which that's makes- what this
0: movie makes the parent out to be. I feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger could be all the you know. He's providing food, shelter, and, you know, a lot of nice luxuries for his family, uh, but uh, because he's not getting him this turbo, man, he is going to be a failure, at least until next Christmas. So, yeah, I I don't like that message, but that's the message of the movie, and that's kind of how it is for a lot of families around, you know, this country, at least at that point, for sure.
1: Oh, and, and not that he'd be viewed as a failure, but he would feel like a failure. Um, you know, and, and that's the thing, like, you take all these other things for granted these days, yeah. you know, yeah. sh- food, shelter, things that, you know, yeah. the necessities in life, and it's, you know, the other stuff that, you know, you don't get your kid what he wanted for Christmas, so you're the failure. Um, and the
0: kid's gonna be a loser, because all his friends are gonna have it, and he's gonna be the one who just has booster, so...
1: Right, <laughs> so, th- yeah. which, which brings me to... And I had written this down earlier, but I didn't want to. I didn't bring it up yet. Who is this movie really made for? Is this a kids movie? Like what? Like
0: I I don't know. I I think it was clearly going for family, middle of the road. Just take your family over Thanksgiving break to see. That's what I would think. I mean, it had Arnold in there, so Arnold has built in fans and audiences. We were kids, and we liked Arnold. We probably weren't, you know, old enough or shouldn't have seen you know, some of his movies, but we knew who he was cause he was that big of a star. So this was a chance for us to see him in a movie, you know, the fathers that like his R rated work, that's a chance for them to see him in a movie. So I guess it was a vehicle. Yeah. Just, I guess for families to like, Hey, we're off for four days over Thanksgiving. You want to see a movie? Okay. And, uh, that was sort of, yeah. Cause I the
1: message is, is a little adult <laughs> throughout the whole movie, you know, like, yeah, um, But but then there's silly stuff for the kids like you know running somebody over with a remote control car and you know the whole the the whole end parade sequence.
0: It's Home Alone. It's clearly this movie was inspired. It was a you know a a a offspring of Home Alone. So Home Alone was a huge 1990 big you know, major movie event, record-breaking movie event. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, inspired a lot of it. It had a lot of influence, and six years later, this was still influenced. Do you know how, I did read this, why Arnold Schwarzenegger signed up to do this movie? No, I don't know why. Because it was for 20th Century Fox. They were supposed to do a Planet of the Apes reboot. Oh, and he was gonna yes, I did be the I human. Did that, yeah. that didn't work out, so he still had to make a movie for Fox. And this was supposed to be a Tim Allen movie. Which this would fit into Tim Allen's filmography perfectly. Yes. yes okay. Yes, yes. This this is a typical Tim Allen movie. Um, even though he was not as and never as big of a movie star as Arnold Schwarzenegger. So when Arnold he picked this, they, he had to pick a script from uh, Fox, mm-hmm. and he picked this instead because they you know they already paid him or whatever or something for Planet of the Apes. So he had to make a movie for them, and this was what he picked. So he made this in between Eraser and. Uh, Batman and Robin, uh, yeah. So that's how it's kind of weird how he just sort of fell into this project. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Um. All right. So, um. Hold on one second. Let me find my notes. Um. Yeah. It, like I said, the 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 message of the movie is kind of like all over the place in terms of who it's really geared toward. But you know, I guess it is what it is. Um. The the, they hear on the radio at the diner that uh, they could win a Turbo Man. All they have to do is name Santa's eight reindeer. Uh, not, I'm not going to put you on the spot right now, especially since we just watched this movie. But if that was a trivia question, could you get it right, Jason? Yes. Easily.
0: Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. Did I yep. say them all? Okay, yep, you there did. you go. Are yeah. you proud of me that I that There's the Jewish nine. guy knew that? No, <laughs> okay.
1: nothing to do with you being Jewish. It's just in general. Like I feel like that's such an easy trivia question. I um, agree
0: as well. Yeah, but so I think yeah, naming uh, the seven dwarfs would be harder.
1: Yes, I so. agree because it, it gets <laughs> okay. a little after after like four, it gets a little hairy. Um, okay, but uh, yeah, the the reindeer are easy. Um, but anyway, they have to name all eight reindeer and you get a turbo man. However, you know, it's definitely it's it's uh, a little misconstrued and that you don't actually win a turbo man. You only win a gift certificate for a turbo man. Um, so uh, they fight over it. Um, he's calling. Uh, Arnold gets to the payphone first and tries to call in. But then Simbad reaches in and pulls the, the phone out of the payphone, the wire out of the payphone. So the phone is dead. Uh, they start fighting. Um, this was probably the time where I laughed the most, at least in this time, when, um, when Arnold was beating up Sinbad and Sinbad still had the phone and he was talking into the phone saying 911, <laughs> okay. 911. I thought that was funny because obviously the phone is disconnected at this point anyway. And I just thought it was funny that he was just yelling 911 into the phone. Um, but then uh, the, the waiter at the diner
0: says that the radio station is only three blocks down. So, How convenient that he knows that and to give them that information and that it's only three blocks down from yeah. where they both happen to end up. Exactly. Wow, I, I, I wish everything was that convenient. Man. So they run
1: there. Um, Arnold is obviously in much better shape, so he gets there first. Sinbad's character is throwing letters out of his mailbag to lighten the load. <laughs> um, I thought that was funny. Um, yes. He gets up there first, but then he finds out you know, Martin Mole. Um, you're never going to forget that name now, by the way. Um, I will never get him
0: confused with Richard Mall. No. I was thinking Richard Mall, Martin Mall. That was my mistake, yes.
1: Um, He's the DJ. He calls the police because um, they had shown up in his studio. Um, and then it, it's revealed that there's not actually a Turbo Man there. Anyway, when the cops get there... Oh, first, uh, Marlon says that he has a bomb... Um, which is just a package that he got from his mailbag. He said it was a homemade explosive device that he kept. Um, and then it turns out to not be that. Um, uh, so then they the police come, they're running away, they get, they surround them. Um, and then he does he pulls that same trick again, saying he has a bomb in a box. Um, the cops let them go. and it turns out that this one actually is a bomb and the same cop who was in the movie the whole time. Uh, ends up holding the bomb and opening it when it goes off. So that's where we said. That's where I said uh, at least ten or eleven cops would be would be dead. Yeah, and uh, they could
0: never do that today because this is pre nine eleven. This is when yeah. the most stress that Americans had. Once again, upper middle class, you know, families. Uh, you know, the mm. most stress they had was getting their child. Uh, Turbo Man. This is before 9-11, before terrorism, before the economy collapsed, before mm-hmm. COVID. So it was a pretty good time in the 1990s in a lot of uh, ways, I guess. Uh, so yeah, when this was the most stressful thing you had to make a movie about, that's uh, that's pretty good. And what did you think about the bomb exploding and uh, the cop just looking like Wiley e. Coyote with just... He gets some ash on his face, and that's yeah, about st- it. Stupid, cartoonish. <laughs> human, like so. human cartoon is yeah. all it is. Yes.
1: Yeah, so. Um, I thought it was funny when Sinbad said that he had the ears of a snake. Um, because he didn't said nobody move. because uh, I have the ear. I'll know if you move because I have the ears of a snake. I thought that was funny. <laughs> snakes um, don't have ears, right? Yet. <laughs> um. Did you notice when the people were calling in about the eight eight reindeer? Uh, somebody called in and said Randy, Tremaine, Tito. Do you know what they were mentioning?
0: Uh, that would be the Jackson Five. Yeah,
1: good job. Okay. Um, <laughs> I thought that was funny too. Okay. Um, so he gets uh, he goes home. Um, oh, he, you know, so Arnold goes back to his car and it's it's on cinder blocks and it says Merry Christmas spray painted on it. Um, so it was just you know um, just uh, completely uh, torn apart and, and <clears throat> ripped apart. So, uh, tow drives him home. Um, he sees Ted putting his star on the tree and gets angry. And, um, he goes to Ted. He, he decides that he's going to go to Ted's house and steal his turbo man, which he had mentioned was already nestled safely under his tree. Um, and when he gets over there, the reindeer attacks him So he runs away from the reindeer, but he accidentally knocks over a one of the three wise men whose head goes in the fire. Um, He then he then has to trying to put out the fire. He kicks the head out the window. I thought that was funny at the carolers. Um, And then Ted comes running over and says Balthazar all sad. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: I thought that was funny, too. Yeah. he he still is holding the turbo man so you know that he, him his wife comes over and it's revealed that he he was going to steal this turbo man and that he didn't actually get a turbo man so she gets upset and goes takes the kids with ted and goes to the parade without him and says that they don't want to be with him um this is the other line famous not famous line but a line i always remember from this movie um when ted says you can't bench press your way out of this one <laughs>
0: I remember that too because I remember thinking, okay, this is the first time they acknowledge that it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, otherwise exactly. this could have been Tim Allen. This right. movie, it could have been It could have been Steve Martin. It could have been Robin Williams. It could have been anyone that didn't have that Arnold physique. Other than that one line, so I do feel like right. that was thrown in there because it was Arnold. I yes, definitely for
1: Arnold. Stuff. And and you're right. There's there's no mention. It could have been anybody. There's no mention of you know what's Arnold most known for is obviously you know his body, and yeah. that has not been meant. That was not. And he doesn't really show it off. He's, he's wearing winter
0: clothes the whole time. Yeah, so big jackets. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so. He's
1: not. He's not showing off his his uh, physique at physique, all.
0: Physique, not in this movie. No.
1: No. Um... He and the reindeer. Uh, he punches the reindeer in the face, which I thought was a stupid. It moment. was funny,
0: like when he punches the camel in the face in Conan the Barbarian. Oh, uh, okay. There's a very funny scene. Where he, a lot of cruelty to animals yeah. in the old movies. Um, <laughs> so, but then he and then he gives the the, uh, the reindeer a beer.
1: Yeah, they have beers together and they're they make bonding them.
0: over beers. So, yep, yeah. exactly. Cruelty in a different way, I suppose. <laughs> um, What's th- the name of the reindeer in this? It had a name. Uh,
1: I I don't, I don't remember. Okay. Um, was it
0: Ted? Didn't he say, I think it's Ted. He named it after his dad. I think, yeah, that's it. I knew it was a name. I was going to say, was it Ted? Or that was, I was confusing myself because I'm like, I think it's Ted, but I didn't want to sound wrong because I know that's Phil Hartman's name. Yes. Um. Yeah. The kid goes, I named him after my dad because he's the best or something like that. Yeah, exactly. His son was really obnoxious. Yes.
1: Very obnoxious. Um. So then um, they go to the parade. Um, they, the announcers of the parade, I think, are perfect. Like, such corny parade oh, announcers. Yeah. That, which is that, like, that, they're, they're every parade announcer yes. that I know
0: of, at least. Yes. Yeah,
1: so. uh, the weatherman's name is Gale Force. Like, Gale Force wins. Oh, uh, <laughs> <not. laughs> uh, which I never well, noticed Growing before.
0: up, growing up, uh, Eyewitness News, ABC uh, Channel 7, uh, the uh, weatherman, his name was Stormfield. Oh God. And yeah. the the and the sportsman was Sam Champion.
1: Oh. I thought you were gonna say home <laughs> home run.
0: <laughs> Stormfield and Sam Champion with sports. Yeah. Oh, they dude. I mean it's almost like anchor man names. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so.
1: Um so Arnold comes to the um, parade, he sees uh, Ted hitting on his wife, who Ted finally you know decides to go for it. Uh, she you know says no and, and you know, hits eggnog all over his face. Yep. Um, but Arnold and of course, sees, Arnold misses that. He, he sees misses him, that part. He, yeah. But he, he sees, sees him like about else. to kiss her. He yes. misses,
0: but then he misses the uh, her smacking him and the eggnog going all over. Yeah,
1: her, uh, he accidentally knocks so, knocks so, knocks the cop over. Same cop from the whole movie and spills hot coffee all over his bandaged hands from the holding mm-hmm. the bomb uh so he's he's running away from the cop and uh he goes into a room and then he's mistaken for the actor that was supposed to play turbo man in the parade he uh they they you know throw all this information at him in terms of how to work the suit and everything they're putting they dress him into the turbo man suit and next thing you know arnold is turbo man so there's the other aspect of his physique being at
0: least used in the plot in some way yeah, um, even though he's covered by armor, but right. yeah, he's... I mean, but still, Tim Allen could have done that. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, you could put Tim Allen in a bodysuit or in, like, some sort not of Not the same chin line, but yeah. Yeah, not the same chin line, that is true.
1: Um, so, um, as he's, you know, being the special Turbo Man in the parade, he, he's, he gets a special limited edition Turbo Man uh, doll that he can give out to one lucky person in the audience... Which, how, com- how convenient that is. Um, exactly. So, of course, he gives it to his son. Well, first of all, he picks it up, and it's like, you know, victory. Like, he, he did. Yeah, it. he's like, like, I finally have a yes, Turbo Man. I'm finally uh, holding it. Yeah. Holding, you know, hoisting it up like a trophy, screaming yep. uh, with excitement. Um, yep. uh, he chooses his son to give it to. Um, but then, not so fast. The There's a whole big show planned with the the bad guy of turbo man's nemesis which i think his name is dementor or something like that that sounds Um, right yeah yeah. um but the actor that was supposed to play him is kidnapped by none other than sinbad who dresses up in his outfit and uh comes in to try to stop arnold from giving the turbo man doll to his son um uh, there was a funny line how he's like, I have a bigger brain because his uh, his costume has like a giant exposed brain.
0: Yeah,
1: um, yeah. So uh, there's a whole big chase sequence. Uh, this is when it gets really silly. Arnold's I was going
0: to say, this is where, maybe yeah, this is I like cartoon. this as a kid, yeah. but as an adult, as watching it now, this was the most tedious part to sit through this i agree like, I, I didn't even take parade. notes really i mean it's... no this last 15 minute sequence or whatever towards the end is just yes it would have been fun if i was a 10 year old kid in the theater i think even if i saw this in the theater at 13 or 14 i would have been like all right <laughs> looking at my watch like okay <laughs> yeah let's exactly. get this going here yeah but i mean I guess it's primitive CGI, and I guess it was fun, and there was a lot of stunts and a lot of army yeah. yelling. You know, I mean, a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of one-liners and shouting, and your favorite moment with Booster. Nobody likes you, and all the kids are kicking. Booster. That's the best when All the kids. That jump is in the and that's, start that's that's the the diamond in the rough of this yeah. uh, climactic uh, scene here. So uh, yeah. Uh huh.
1: Uh, so Turbo Man ends up saving the day and gives Jamie the turbo man but uh, jamie gives it to sinbad because he doesn't need the toy because his dad is the real thing so sinbad ends up getting the doll although i don't know how that's gonna work out because he's in handcuffs on his way to prison um, i was gonna say he
0: should be in prison or a lot of people should be in prison in this movie and yeah. that was another moment that of that line that you just said here you can have the toy i already have the real turbo man at home my aunt ruined that line as well at the <laughs> dinner. So yeah, I and I was waiting for that, and I, oh, there it is. Okay, I, I knew that. So yeah, yep. Um, I don't just hate when people describe movies like that. Like yeah, oh, that's geez. so specific. Like, um, and it wasn't I mean, like it was. We're talking about this movie twenty five years later. This was opening weekend, opening day, maybe. Yeah. OK, like this was over Thanksgiving dinner. We were talking about it. So.
1: <laughs> so this movie may not be a real big mistake, but clearly your aunt is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> ah, that's fine. You can say that's that's fine. <laughs> um, so uh, the cop ends up saluting Turbo Man and says that they could use a guy like him on the force and then turns around and it's Arnold. And the cop is like, you know, shocked. Um, it's a you know, funny little moment there. Um, yeah. then there is a post credit scene, which I had seen before, mm-hmm. but I don't remember waiting to the end of the credits to see it. Um, Same with me. Yeah. But, uh, one day yeah. I just
0: caught it on HBO turning on the TV or something.
1: Yeah. Like that. The, the mom says, man, you did such a great job um i'm so proud of you um and with all the work you put in for his present i can't wait to see what you got me or something along those lines and it you know, shows his eyes like bulge out of his head bulge out which yeah. he does
0: like three or four times in this movie i think it's one of the reasons he took this movie and the camera just zooms you know goes straight to his face boom that's the end like there's going to be a sequel where he has to get his wife a present yes i don't know so yeah and that's uh, jingle all the way right
1: that's jingle all the way um i i mean i've sure you could tell by just the way we have been speaking about it uh i personally don't feel that this is a real big mistake i think it's a fun movie like you said the last the worst part is the climax of the movie um which is just you know a little silly and
0: but if you're a 10 year old kid or younger uh, yeah i i bet you this would be a lot of flying and fast movements and colors and edits and stunts and it's like 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 we said, a human cartoon. So if you like action-packed cartoons, kind of thing, and this is just the same thing, but with Arnold. So it kind of is a good, you know. I understand why he picked this movie. You know, it is a good vehicle for him to flex his comedic chops, but also still be an action hero in of some sort. Yep, agreed.
1: And and you know, it's good Arnold. It's a, it's a, you know, funny Simdad and and a good holiday movie with you know a. A message that's relatable to a lot of people, and um, I don't think it's a good message, but it's a message that's relatable. Or a
0: message that just, yeah, I mean, yeah, a message for upper middle class. <laughs> and 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 what you had families. said
1: earlier, you know, it's a time capsule of the nineties, and, and people probably won't know what it was like. People nowadays, you know, don't remember yeah. what it was like to mm. uh, have to go out and get a toy. This
0: will be um, stories our parents will yeah. be telling. Their grandchildren, okay, our children, mm-hmm. but that we won't have these stories for our children. No, so not like that, we could no. we could tell them as kids, and you know we could say we heard about this, but we didn't ever experience it to this magnitude for sure. Right. Um, so yeah, because just shopping is now, and I guess with COVID even more so. Online shopping was super, super, super prevalent the past, you know, ten year. I feel like every year it becomes more and more commonplace. Um, but then with covid it's just that's where i think people do more than 50% of their shopping nowadays mm-hmm. so. and that's for all items for groceries for clothing right for, yeah you know I'd like, i like i can't imagine putting you know buying clothes without trying it on but i've ended up buying clothes online so mm-hmm. uh you know for macy's you could always return it and that sort of thing so uh yeah it's just the way the world has become and that that might be convenient for us but it's a lot less cinema uh, cinematic uh looking you know a lot mm-hmm. less uh, visually interesting watching a guy sit on a computer or play on his smartphone and shop for presents and that sort of thing so yep yeah, so I agree. It is not a real big mistake. Um, I was surprised, I guess, by the the violence and really looking at it this way, you know, from mm-hmm. at this from this angle at this point. But um, I feel it is a a good movie, and I, I guess that maybe this is a testament, you know, to the movie. We're just sitting here thinking about it now with you. This would be in the top five films of everyone else's resume in the cast. Other than Arnold. Yeah. So that's either a testament to Arnold is that great of an actor who's been in that many great movies or everyone else is that bad. <laughs> so I, I, mm-hmm. don't, I don't think it's I don't think it's, you know, everyone else is that bad. So this is actually I guess Arnold is a really good movie. And the fact that this isn't in his top five or top ten is a testament to that. This is a good movie as well. So uh, it's it's it, it is a good movie. It is not a real big mistake. The critics were overly harsh. Um, yep, I to agree. It. Yeah, so this this and it does hold up. Okay, mm-hmm. it's like you said, as or we said, as a time capsule. So it holds up, and it's something that you know kids can enjoy. It's on Hulu, uh, it's on Amazon Prime, it's on Disney Plus. So you could stream it, you know, anytime over the this holiday season, and uh, you know, know what you're getting into. It's an enjoyable time.
1: Yep definitely um all right so that does it for jingle all the way um I put the cookie down now. <laughs> yep um all right so for uh next week i'm going to stick with the christmas theme uh, okay. we had almost mentioned this movie i don't think we did um earlier but we are going to watch 1992's home alone 2 lost in new york
0: Okay, I know you love this
1: movie. <laughs> I yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll discuss it. We'll t- watch it, discuss it next week and uh, So this is
0: considered rotten and the first one is. is not considered rotten.
1: Uh not anymore. It was for a while, but it actually got bumped up. i was going to say the
0: first one did get bad reviews, but it ended up being a huge hit. Yeah, it uh, got bumped so. up.
1: Also, as I was looking through movies, I noticed uh, that Short Circuit is now no longer considered rotten, and I think uh, me and our podcast are to blame for that. So I'm taking credit. For that.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. It, it's you up get... to
1: sixty one percent now.
0: Wow, and what was it? Fifty nine percent? It was fifty eight, just...
1: fifty nine. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I remember it was a very close call on yeah. that one. Okay, well, that's good to know. We're making an impact on the tomato meter here. Yep. Okay. So, and what is Home Alone two on the? It's pretty uh, the low.
1: It's, I think it's in the thirties.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, so, fair enough. So that will be uh, that will be one for next week, and we'll continue with the holiday theme of violent, family friendly uh, yep. PG <laughs> movies. So, all right, that uh, sounds good. Something to look forward to. All right, so
1: um, signing off now, I am, again, Rich Tola. You can find uh, all of our stuff uh, anywhere p- where you get your podcasts. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. Um, and you can find us on Twitter, at RealBigMistake, and on Instagram, at RealBigMistakes. Um, and
0: that's it. And, and I'm surprised you picked this movie because you know there's someone in this movie for next week that I am uh, definitely going to get political on. So (laughs) you may have to reel me in on that. Okay. All right. So, and I'm Jason Konigsberg of PanandSlam.com. You could listen to all of our podcasts and all my reviews and articles um, at www.panandslam.com. Follow me on Twitter at Jason K. Critic. Live long, prosper, and watch movies.
1: All right. Thanks for hanging with us.